Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I am so glad you are here, especially since we have a special guest with us, Marianne Barnett, who I know you will love. We will be talking about her wonderful book, Mirror Talk, which I know will be a blessing to you. So without further delay, here is our conversation. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So for those who don't know Marianne, and I hear that on podcasts and I listen to otherwise, if you don't know who Marianne is, you need to know who Marianne is because she is just a wonderful person. She has been such a blessing. Um, We met actually very interesting. I was launching the magazine and I'd ask a friend to write something for me and she ran out of time and she said, I am so sorry. I don't actually have um, time to finish this article for you, but I have a very good friend. And she says she has wonderful things. So she's like, maybe she could be um, just writing a nice little article for you. And I was like, okay, uh, that, that sounds good. I didn't know this person at all, but I got the the article and I was uh, chatting with her via message. And I was like, I think I like her. And I loved what she had to say. And so Marianne is actually in the very first issue of Sit Still, My Daughter. And then we met, I think a month later at that ladies conference. And I was like, so I'm the girl that, that you wrote the article for in the magazine. <laughs> it was really interesting interesting just to see how it all worked out. Marianne's like, oh, it's very nice to meet you. And we have been friends ever since and been nurturing that friendship and just, she's just really a blessing. So if you purchased the spring edition of the magazine, you will see a book in there called Mirror Talk. Well, that's Marianne's book. And so that was kind of our topic today. We really wanted to we obviously want to get to know Marianne a little bit. I want an excuse to have a conversation with Marianne. And then we're going to talk about her book and what um, what the thoughts were behind it and why she wanted to write it. So let's start, Marianne, with just uh, getting to know you just a, a little bit. Okay, so um, I am a pastor's wife. My husband and I have been in Tarboro, North Carolina at New Grace Baptist Church for a little over 15 years. I am a mom of four boys, ages nine to 18. We have our first graduate as of this year. Um, And I do have a a Facebook page that I I write for. It's uh, Cherished in Christ. Um, And I just, I love helping women. I love working with kids. Um, And I just kind of write out of overflow of what God sent for me. Yes, I will make sure to include that in the show notes because Mary has some just some wonderful um, nuggets of truth that are in her Facebook. And then as well, um, she has other people that write and I've just been blessed sometimes by reading what what the other people that she's incorporated. So I mean, it's really, really great. And I encourage you guys to to check it out. So we'll have that in the show notes. Now, The title, of course, that we talked about is, is Mirror Talk, and then the subtitle. I love how these books today have subtitles. It's so helpful, you know, because you go in the store and you're like, well, that doesn't help me. But then you read the subtitle and you're like, oh, I love this. This is a great idea. This is for me. So the book says, A Journey from Hurt to Healing Through God's Redemptive Love. So um, I think it's been, how many months has it been since you actually published the book? I'm trying to remember. Last November. Okay. So, so almost a year. On a year. Oh, wow. It's very exciting. So tell us just a little bit, you know, about, you know, the reasons behind writing the book, like what, you know, cause we all have good ideas sometimes, but 
to actually make it into a book is it's a, it's a challenge. So what made you want to really just, I've got to write this in book form? Well, I actually didn't write a book. <laughs> um, the truth is, um, you know, we all go through different things in our life. And I um, came to a place just a few years ago, and um, I had been talking on the phone with somebody, and I was extremely frustrated. And the question was presented to me, Marianne, what is truth? And here I've been a pastor's wife for all of these years. And I just started meditating on that. Do you even know what the truth is? And so, um, I got a journal and on the very first page of that journal, I just wrote, what is truth? And if I'm completely honest, I was at a place in my life where I really had a lot of questions for God. And I had read many devotion books. Um, I'm a reader anyway, but I had gotten to a place where nobody else could fill that void for me. I needed my Bible and I needed my God. And I really actually didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I just started writing and one question led to answers because in James, it says, if you will lack wisdom, ask of God, he'll give it to you. And those questions led to, I want to know what this means or that means. And my husband is a studier and he introduced me to blue letter Bible. And he introduced me to finding the real root meanings of words. And he taught me how to connect those words to different passages. And it was like a myriad of lights just popped on all at the same time. And I was just so excited and it just produced a hunger and thirst for God for me. And all along the way, as I'm asking questions, I didn't realize it, but if we draw near to him, he really does draw to us. And so that happened and I had these journals. And they were really just for me. And then there came a lady and there was some issues. And I said, well, I've got these things that I've written. We should just do it for a few days and see what happens. And she said, okay. So we did it. And that was that. And a few weeks later, I met a lady who had my same story. And I just knew that God needed me to share that with her. So I offered and she said, okay, and we did it. <laughs> and she actually said, you need to put this in a book. Actually, both of the ladies said that, but she was pretty persistent about it. So I announced it at my ladies meeting that, that year. And um, unbeknownst to us, several weeks later, my brother died suddenly and I shelved the book because I had nothing left. And, um, I went through the whole summer just seeking God a little bit more, not knowing that God had me in that place because he needed a chapter on grief. So I wrote that. And in September, we had just come home from the beach, you know, all happy things 
happen on the ocean when you're reading and just talking to God. And that Monday I came back and I got up at 415 that morning. And just as clear as I'm talking to you, it's like God whispered in my heart and he said, today's the day we finish that book. Mm-hmm. I mentioned to my husband and my husband actually is um, the one that really helped put this thing together. Um, I can write in journals, but he makes magic happen digitally. And um, he did my cover and, and helped me. He, he edited and all kinds of things. So um, it was really just God put the puzzle pieces together for healing. I think that is the beauty of the story, like the book form. I think there are a lot of people who never intend to write a book, but most books are written out of what you've learned. Mm-hmm. And then God that. breaks your heart, you know, and he says, there are other people who need that story. And I've, I've talked to people and I've said, you know, uh, everybody has a story. That story is not for everyone, but there is somebody who needs your story. Yes, absolutely. So I think hearing that background of, you know, what you had to say and, and really, like you said, I didn't really write a book. It came from me and my own personal journey. And I do believe that when we are vulnerable, we often make the biggest impact because Mm -hmm. that's what people are looking when you're vulnerable, you're authentic. You're really taking off the mask. You're taking off everything and saying, this is who I am. And we take a risk. It is, it is a risk, but the, the worth is just, is just tremendous. When we see those reviews come in, not that they're for us to say, look at me, but it's just saying, wow, God, God used that. We're mm-hmm. just this vessel. And I, I believe that's truly just a beautiful thing. And I, I'm, I, I just, I appreciate you, you coming out and just talking about it. And um, I didn't know all the details. I knew some. And so I really just love that about your book. Now, what are some of the topics you mentioned grief? What are a few others that are in the book? Well, um, one of the chapters of course is what is truth. Yep. <laughs> um, it's the, it starts out love for the girl in the mirror mm. and is finding who you are before the throne of God. Um, it, we talk about enemies. We talk about being a friend. We talk about things that we need to purge in our life and things that we need to replace. We talk about the foundation of truth mm-hmm. and that being Christ, the cornerstone. We talk about forgiveness is not fellowship and setting appropriate boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyond tears is the chapter on grief and then putting love in action. Because I do agree with you that my story is not for everybody, but my story is really about his glory. Mm. And there are people in my circle that I will be able to reach that you will never. And the same thing for you. And I think that when we come before the father and we say, please show me who you are, when he shows us who he is something overflows in us and we can't help but share it. Mm -hmm. The gospel is bigger than just the foot of the cross. The gospel is life. 
Yes, I, I, I agree with everything. I think that your topics are, are wonderful. I think they're relevant to women, to, especially I think today as we're fighting a lot of the technology and the bombardment of what a woman's supposed to be. That's a big mm-hmm. thing. And so you're kind of going back to that route now. What, you know, you, you've, you've thought about this, you've been in ministry, you've ministered to women in your opinion, you know, what would you say are some of the struggles that women are facing today? Um, I think that all through the ages, women have been battling something largely. And I wouldn't say this is the only thing, but I think a lot of things can fit under that. And I think it is that there's an attack on intimacy today. And when we, when we hear that word intimacy, we immediately think marital relations. The definition of that word actually is um, close familiarity or friendships, um, a deep closeness. All of those things are formed in a healthy family. And families produce intimacy of some kind. Um, We can pass down pain and broken relationships, or we can pass down joy and happy, healthy relationships. Depending on where you came from depends on what you do. When you get to a place that you realize, oh, maybe some things were not right about where I came from, or maybe some things are not right about where I'm at. We get to choose to fix them with our savior, or we get to choose to walk in the lust of the flesh. The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It also says in Psalms, he healeth the broken hearted and bindeth up their wounds. Sometimes it's not so much about what I'm doing, but about what I'm healing. Um, these things carry over into women's lives um, and into different aspects. In other words, sometimes we struggle with healthy boundaries. This is an attack on intimacy. Sometimes we struggle with knowing God. The truth is some of us are really angry with God. We don't understand why he would allow this or that. But guess what? When we heal or allow him to heal us as brokenhearted and he binds up our root, our our wounds, it fixes the brokenness in our intimacy, because intimacy is not just a marital relationship. It begins in my kitchen with my boys. It it begins in my friendships. Um, There are so many things that we learn through healthy, intimate relationships. And and the, the adverse is also true. You know, when you've been in a bad situation, um, a bad friendship, maybe you had a girlfriend and she is just ridiculously overbearing. Why didn't you answer my text? Did you get my message? Yes, I did. But I was busy. You know, those those kind of leechy behaviors usually stem from a broken past. And if we'll just go to our savior, 
he can heal us. Um, sometimes people ask me, well, um, what are the details of your story? Um, I rarely ever talk about that. And the reason that I don't is because my story is not relevant to you. Your story is relevant to you. And um, sometimes as women, we really just want the gossip, the goods. But I want to point you to the God that can fix it all. And so I think a lot of our things can be traced back to, are we walking in the spirit or are we satisfying the lust and desires that we feel like will make us happy? Mm -hmm. And I, again, I, I could listen all day. I love, love many of the things that Marianne says, but I do think that, uh, you know, intimacy is a good point, especially because if you, if you think about women at their core, they are relational. We do seek those relations. We like to be connected. We like to be just with somebody and have that to be known. We like that. And mm -hmm. I do think if you were to kind of boil this down in some ways, it requires intention. Mm -hmm. We must be intentional. Like you're intentional when you go into the kitchen with your boys, you are aware of what needs to take place, of what mm -hmm. can take place. Um, we're intentional with our friends and it requires that from us. So I think that's something that goes with that, in, you know, intentional intimacy, just seeking mm -hmm. that like we, God himself wants to be intimate with us, but that requires intention on our part. He doesn't leave, but we do, we wander, we go this way or that way. We forget to take time for him. And when we do intentionally seek him, the benefits are just, they multiply because of that. So I think that definitely is a good point um, with that. And uh, now, as far as, you know, with that in mind, what do you think is, how, how, and how can we encourage other women and, and really help each other to, to nurture this? I actually think one of the biggest ways that we can encourage one another is to pray with each other. Um, I think we live in a world um, that frequently I'll say, hey, Sarah, I'm praying for you. And maybe I really did. Occasionally, I probably didn't. But there's something um, very, very spiritual that happens when I grab you and I say, hey, let's pray together. But there's also something supernatural that happens. I don't think that we quite have a grasp of the warfare that we really face. In my experience, most often um, you will ask a lady, hey, let me come pray with you. And immediately they're busy. Mm. You pray for me, but I'm going to tiptoe around praying with you. Does that make sense? And yet God tells us that there is power in prayer. And he also tells us there's power in two or three gathered in his name. He tells us that's where he's in the midst. And so I think the greatest way that I can come alongside and encourage you and you, me, is let's just get messy before the throne of God together. Let's seek him. And this can happen um, in marriage, 
my husband regularly tells people, do not pray for your spouse. You pray with your spouse. Uh, marriages that pray together, stay together. And then he's, he'll tell us often, you pray with your children. Don't you pray for your children? You pray with your children. You, you get um, dirty with them before God. The, uh, lots of things happen. Confession happens. Praise happens. Knowing him happens. It's amazing what happens when we pray together. And then the other thing is um, watching what we say to each other. We all have bad days. But we can always learn to twist the conversation to where God gets the glory. The truth is, um, things are, are not always rosy. And our children, our spouses, our friends, they go through bad, horrible things. It's a misconception to think that God created me to fix everybody's problems. That's actually a lie. God created me to point others to Christ in the darkness. Um, and the same thing for, you know, my friends do that for me. And so I think that if we recognize who we are and we claim our position in Christ far above the enemy, it really puts things into perspective that we have a father that loves us dearly. And because he does, we can love others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I think that's just so good. And I think, um, you know, if we remember, we're not, like you said, we're not here to solve everyone's problems, but I am here to help people, mm -hmm. which comes in a variety of ways. Helping someone does not mean fixing always their problems. It means a listening ear. It means a compassionate heart. It means um, having a, a willing serving spirit. Mm -hmm. These are all essential. And when you implement each of these, they reflect Christ to the world. And I think Absolutely. even if you were to do some of these things with a non-believer, if you show a listening ear and a compassionate heart and a serving spirit to those that, to your neighbor or to someone that, you know, a lost family member, or even a friend that, you know, someone you've met, they're going to see Christ mm -hmm. and they're going to want that. Our lives should be so bathed in Christ that people can't help, but see him and want to know him more. And I think that mm -hmm. really should be our goal and that we are just, I think, like you said, as when we like details, because we want to gossip, but that's not our, that's not our, our, our purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I don't know. I think you've probably shared it and I've seen it numerous times on Facebook about the, you know, a woman who straightens another person's crown. Mm -hmm. She just helps you out. She's just fixing it and moving on. We don't make a big deal, but a lot of times we do make that big deal. Did you know that you made a mistake? Look mm -hmm. at that. That's a problem. And it's not effective. It causes people to shy away from the help they need. And I've, I've spoken to ladies about that. And I've talked about that. I'm like, that's not how we're to be. So I think that, um, you know, that those points are excellent. And I think your book is just a nice foundation for people to take that next step 
to learn more about truth. And the more you know about truth, the more you know about him, the more he reveals to you, even about yourself. You were created with a purpose. You mm -hmm. are loved. You are enough because the world says the opposite. A lot of times, even sadly in churches, we get that negative message. Mm -hmm. Well, you're just this and this, mm -hmm. but God says, but this is my creation. Mm -hmm. This is a part of me. We're not even, we're not even at that point where it, it it's, you know, just um, a portion of him. We are, we are his completely and utterly meant to reflect him. So um, I think that your, your book will be, I know it's already helped tremendously. I've, I've heard the reviews and I've been on Amazon and, you know, I looked at all the, the, the a lot of ladies didn't just leave wonderful book. They left a chunk of a review. <laughs> they just nice big paragraph. You know, we love Marianne. And I'm like, yes, I, I agree with that. We all love Marianne, but I think it's because, you know, you just want to be used. <clears throat> you just, have willingly laid out the pieces and just said, this is, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate you um, just coming on here and, and, and sharing that with us. And um, I pray that the ladies are blessed by what you had to say. And again, you know, for those listening, make sure that you go and, and purchase her book uh, and um, visit her Facebook page, I think it's open so people can just comment and join and be blessed. And, um, you know, Mary, and I just want to thank you for, for, for just really coming on here and being willing to, to share your story. I really appreciate that. I'll tell you also, um, we have had several requests. Um, it is written by a woman for women. Um, we have had some men read it and they said, you really should do this for men. And so my husband is actually um, working on, I think he's about halfway through, but he is rewriting this um, for men, but it's going to be designed so that spouses can do this together. Moms can do this with their sons. Um, and so that um, it'll be like a, a Bible study. Um, so that'll be coming in the fall um, for anybody that would be interested in that. Yes. I remember you said that. And I was excited because I, I remember the, the people were talking saying, Oh, I really need this uh, for the, for the men. So, so you heard ladies, now, you know what you're going to get your husband for Christmas. We, we have us all taken care of. So just save that link and go visit Marianne when that's announced and follow her on Facebook and stay tuned for that. But you know, Mary, I really just want to, again, thank you for coming on here and just sharing your heart. And um, I just, I appreciate your ministry. I appreciate, you know, what you've done in my life and just pour into me and, and loved on me. And I know that um, you are a blessing to so many people. Well, I really appreciate you having me on here. And um, I do, I do pray that the Lord will just use this for his glory, whatever that means. Yes. Yes. That's, that's our whole purpose is to glorify him with the gifts and the, the journey we've been on. We just take it and we give it to him. So thank you again, Marianne. And um, I appreciate you coming. All right. Thank you. Wasn't that a blessing? I love Marianne's heart for women, and I'm grateful she followed the Lord's leading in compiling her notes to create such a wonderful resource for women. As someone who writes on a regular basis, I can appreciate the work that went into her book and the courage it took to take that step of faith. I encourage you to follow the link in the show notes and purchase your copy or 
grab one for a friend. You can even get it with two-day shipping from Amazon Prime. I checked. So be sure to take advantage of that deal. It will be well worth it. And don't forget to check out her Facebook group, Cherished in Christ. That link is in the show notes as well. There are so many wonderful nuggets of truth shared there each week. I hope your heart was encouraged and challenged like mine was during this discussion. Let's be women who care about each other and are willing to step outside of our comfort zone to truly reflect Christ, whether that is by taking time to actually pray with a friend, you can even do it over the phone or in person, and letting people know we care about them. Remember, we are called to be people of action and making a difference in the lives of others. I know Marianne lives this out every day. I have been in her home and experienced this firsthand. I want to be a woman who is remembered not for what she said, but for what she did. We are merely instruments in the hand of our Creator, and I pray we are willing to serve Him wherever He leads. Have a wonderful day, my friend. May you live each day with intention as we look to reflect the love of our Heavenly Father.